Welcome to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance. We believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to Jesus. From hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally, we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Um, Olivia and I met at a Bluebird show, and then we kind of reconnected through Project Dance and everything. And currently, she is the director of Profectus. And um, previous, like prior to that, she's danced with Odd Dam. She's taken, she was a dance major in college at one point, but we're going to hear all of that. Um, yeah, Olivia, before we start though, tell us what the craziest costume you've ever worn is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I have two. Can I tell you two? Yes. Okay, so the first craziest costume was in college, and I was doing this piece with Ivan Pulankala because I went to Kennesaw um, called Roadkill, and I had to basically look like I was a roller derby participant, like the like uh, roller skates fighting each other type situation, um, and we had to wear heelys for this dance, so oh, I had to wow. actually how to skate on Heelys and I had these like bikers and this bright sports bra and these like elbow pads and knee pads it was the weirdest thing I ever had to wear and dance at the same time I got really good at Heelys though like I got really I don't think I could dance in Heelys like it was like a high heel and a skateboard at the same time (laughs) that is a great way of putting it because to walk in heels and I'm not good at skateboarding anymore so I don't know how I managed to do that with no broken bones so um that was the probably craziest first thing I'd ever been asked to wear the second thing was actually at AJM um we were doing this show for a church and usually they did around Easter time we did for Christmas this time and it went through Genesis into the birth of Jesus into his, his death and resurrection, right? And I had to play the serpent. Like, <laughs> it was really crazy. I was like, okay, cool. But it was this unitard-type skirt thing, right? So it had pants, had a skirt. I kid you not, it had a black upside-down cross, and I felt very uncomfortable oh. <laughs> But it was like all meshy, so it was very, uh, very barely visible. Like scales. Yeah, it had this like weird hood thing that went <laughs> over my head, and then I had to wear this bright, scary-looking masquerade mask on top of it. It was the most insane costume, and I had these two minions with me who were like nearly six feet tall. <laughs> dancing okay, like Olivia is not that tall either she's probably like <laughs> five two like me so <laughs> I am very much short person so having minions who are six feet tall were very weird and we all were wearing this like weird because we had to portray we had to portray the enemy we had to portray the serpent tempting Adam and Eve 
it was so strange and I felt very uncomfortable in the costume but in like uh this is the weirdest thing I've ever put on my body uncomfortable not like because I was playing a character so I knew that it was going to portray correctly but I was like this is weird I don't know how I feel (laughs) oh (laughs) well that's fun um let's get into your story a little bit okay when did you start dancing why did you start dancing how did you start dancing start at the beginning Um, yeah yeah so my parents put me in dance at three um because I was hyperactive constantly moving around child and I'm pretty sure by that point they were like okay we have two kids one is an infant one is three years old we have to do something with this child who is running around and dancing all over the house. So they put me in dance and apparently I loved everything but tap. I hated tap. They took me out of tap because it was too loud. Um, I I can sympathize with that. Yeah, right. Like it's (laughs) awful. It's so loud, but I love watching it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Come to find out I'm a very loud human being. So I don't know how that worked out because I'm a very, very loud person. Um. So I started very, very young. Um, I knew I wanted to dance professionally by like 12 or 13. I I started to notice this pattern with myself of like, I really enjoy this and I feel most comfortable in the studio. So I knew that that was kind of of the path I wanted to take. Um, And so I, my parents moved me from one studio at 10 to another studio. And I really was like, okay, I can, I can do this. Like I'm actually capable of doing this. Um, and then I went to college and then I quit for a year. I was like, I don't want to dance anymore. I and dropped you were out studying of- dance in college. I was, I was a dance major and a psychology minor um, for at least the last year that I was there. And at that time, I just felt like God was like, you don't need to be in this environment anymore. I was really struggling with like depression and anxiety, and it just wasn't benefiting me anymore as a dancer. So I dropped out and I just like, was like, okay, I'm done dancing, but I'll still teach, but I'm not going to dance. Yeah. And then I started dancing with Adam and I was like, oh, I do love this. Uh, and then I moved back home and I quit dancing again. (laughs) Yeah. And then I danced with refuge. And so like all of that, uh, I realized through all of that, like why I started, well, why I dance was because it was my one and only thing that I could express myself with without having to speak because I don't necessarily like to speak in front of people. Um, Podcasting, super easy. Love to podcast. Uh, Talking to dancers and teaching, super easy. Love doing that, but I hate expressing myself with my words. So I realized like I can do that with my dancing. So every time I gave it up, there was always a piece of me that got backed up. Mm -hmm. And then I dance and like, this is what my problem is. Oh yeah. So it was like a release. Yes. So as a long time, long time dancer over here. (laughs) Well, tell us about a little bit so that from coming out of dancing to dancing for Audam, if you guys don't know, Audam is a modern company based in Texas. 
Um, and so tell us about that audition process. Like how, like what kind of flipped the switch? Cause I think it, it was a pretty crazy experience, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I originally was uh, in the process of auditioning for Refuge when I decided to audition for Adeum. Um, I was bored one day. I was just really bored. And I was like, why do I feel so just quiet? Like, I don't know. Like, I felt like God was quiet with me. I felt like I was quiet with him. I just felt like everything around me was quiet. And I was, I was actually on vacation one day and I was with a, uh, with a friend on vacation. And I was like, you know, we're going to Project Dance New York. What if like, what, if, you know, if, if Randall Flynn is there, <laughs> I will audition because she was going, she was going to audition and she was trying for months. Like, Olivia, you should come with me. Olivia, you should really audition for this company. Like it's right up your alley. And I was teaching at Christian studios and I was teaching modern at Christian studios. Cause I once was a bunhead <laughs> as surprising as that can be. <laughs> um, and I am now a modern dancer. <laughs> Totally. You can do both. Like, I really don't like it when people are like, I have to choose. Like, no, you can be both. You can totally do that. You really can't. It's, it's, I take ballet classes and I do love ballet, but I'd rather be barefoot. In fact, yeah. I take ballet with socks on um, <laughs> because I'm a rebel. Um, so we're on vacation and I was like, you know what? If Randall Flynn is there and is holding an audition, I will audition just to see what happens. Okay. We get to Project Dance New York. We do the Friday Night Live. I feel like, I think we were there too. I think Bluebird was, was Bluebird dancing that year too? I, I really think you guys were. We just, okay. I think you and I's paths never crossed because right. New York's. Um, I know we were on the hospitality team and we like carried so many, like we, brought the catering once and I just remember like we carried this huge bag of tortilla chips like three blocks oh my gosh and also like this thing of guacamole and guacamole is actually pretty heavy when you have to carry it pretty far. especially anyway. carrying it three blocks like I don't <laughs> like avocados but I would have eaten it knowing that someone carried it that far <laughs> anyway keep going if Randall was there and you yeah, have audition audition right so I get to New York, Friday Night Live is great. And I'm sitting in this church that literally is like a hole in the wall, like between these two big buildings, kind of have to like go down this hallway into the sanctuary. And I'm just, I'm sitting and I, I'm not the most like dancey person when I worship. I actually really like to be quiet when I worship or I play an instrument while I worship. Um, and a dancer for Adam who was there with us, whom I have known for a very, very long time. Uh, her name's now Tiffany Ramey. And I have to give her credit because she sat down right next to me, put her hand on my shoulder and said, you're supposed to move. So get up and move. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you're talking about tonight. Are you? She goes, no, move to Houston. You're supposed to be there. And I hadn't talked to her about it. She had no idea about this whole, like, if Randall's there, I would be watching. 
And so I just sat there and I cried and I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, what are you doing? Because this was just all hypothetical. Like I'm not actually going to audition. I didn't bring my headshot. I didn't bring my resume. I know he's there, but like, I didn't do any of that. Well, time to find out the Airbnb I was at had a printer and he's like, print off your stuff if you need it for your audition. And I was like, great, (laughs) fine. So the next day we did the live show, which was great. Um, really enjoyed my time there. Really enjoyed doing, like, you know, the, the group dance and performing pieces and whatnot. Uh, and then Sunday, um, we had the audition and I kid you not, it was like I had never danced before in my entire life. I bombed that audition so hard. <laughs> I could not pick up choreography and I had just taken a Steve Brooks class right beforehand. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got this. I can do Steve Brooks. Like I'm, I'm gramming it up over here. And then I go into Randall's class. I'm like, I never danced. You're never like, danced. what's a flat back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what is, what is a hip waist chest head? I don't know. Well, what's a plie? I don't even know what a plie is at this point. Like I, it was bad. It was, and you can ask, anyone in that it, it was bad it was very bad so I leave that there's the last class of the day I leave and I'm like I'm not getting in there's no way like he saw me he saw me bomb this and they were learning sacrifice um, which is one of the big pieces that they did in my time there and we had to do this solo and it was a grand solo it was so hard um, and then they performed with um, I can't even remember now. I wrote it down a long time ago and I can't find that piece of paper. They were performing that night at the Ailey Studios. So I was like, well, I'm going to go because we're not leaving till the next day. Sit down, watch the show. Gorgeous show. Got to see Sacrifice. Like, that's what it's supposed to look like. I'm a dummy. <laughs> Randall finds me after the show and he's like, hey, I know you're planning on moving to Houston. I'm excited to have you and see you there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I sat there and I was like, are you talking to the right person? <laughs> because I know for a fact that was the worst audition I have ever had in my entire life. <laughs> and then I got my acceptance two weeks later. I was like, he surely was talking to the wrong person. But, <laughs> um, I then performed that solo a year later in Hungary. So wow. full circle. <laughs> crazy oh <laughs> uh, yeah so how have you seen your faith and dance intersect like I I mean it seems like all smashed together but was there a moment that you were like oh this is how I need to worship God with my body or or was it just all one one journey yeah um actually growing up in a pre-professional ballet world uh there was never a moment in high school where it did intersect um, for me, because I grew up in a town where now it's much different. Um, I moved back and realized all these churches accept dance Mm -hmm. as a form of worship, but before it wasn't a thing. Um, I am almost 30. (laughs) Yeah. So guys, our birthdays are a week apart. I am almost (laughs) It's so crazy. Uh, I love that. And I never forget <laughs> your birthday because I always know it's like, yep. right then. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, in, in the town, I, you know, I lived South Atlanta area, um, more of the, like, you see more cowboys and pickup trucks right. and cars with <laughs> deer in them. Like that's <laughs> a common thing here. It wasn't common to use dance as a form of worship and it wasn't accepted in, in the churches that I was going to. So for me, it was always in high school, two entities, two separate things. And I actually always got told um, in high school by like leaders, like, well, good luck figuring out how you're going to dance professionally because it's not accepted in the church. And all of these like kind of backhanded sly comments that really discouraged me as, as a child, like, well, what if I want to put these together? What if there's places that you can do it? I always knew about ballet mag, but I knew I didn't want to be a ballerina. Like <laughs> I have short hair. I'm kind of an indie person. Like, I mean, I think that can be also ballerinas, but I very clearly do not look like a ballerina. <laughs> um, so it was hard. And then in college, I really found it was even more detached. So I didn't know how to do it because no one, no one taught me. I, I didn't know how to seek after it with the Lord. Um, it really wasn't until I left college. And I had, I had a huge like rededication of my, my walk with the Lord at 20. Um, when God was very clear, like you need to leave college. You need to drop out. It's time to go. I pushed through for like another year or so. And then he really made me leave. Um, but it wasn't until I started teaching at a Christian studio, um, that's no longer around, but they really introduced me to the world um, where project dance was kind of festered into and like kind of bloomed from. They introduced me to Cheryl. They introduced me to Randall. They introduced me to Jenna Vance and Catherine. I, I knew Catherine Gant for a long time prior to, but reintroduced me to Catherine and all of these dancers who love Jesus and are dancing for Jesus, but also with technical excellence. So it really wasn't until that moment where I was like, oh, this is real. This is actually real. And I don't have to listen to what these people are saying. Like I can put these together. So it was probably the year before I went to Adea that I was like, I can do this. This is possible. It's not just like flag dancing. This is, I can <laughs> don't have to wear I a turtleneck can, all the time. <laughs> right. I can wear creepy masks on stage <laughs> and take tops. <laughs> well that's cool um what do you think the biggest thing god has taught you through dance oh that i don't have to talk yes <laughs> i don't have to say anything for him to be shown um it was it was interesting i was i was re-listening to your podcast with leslie mm -hmm. i love leslie yes um and you asked her i think that same question and I sat in my car and I was like, if somebody asked that question to me, how would I answer that? Like, I've never, never thought about that question before. Um, and God was very clear in the car. He was like, I've taught you how to share the gospel without your words mm -hmm. and how powerful that can be. Because I don't have to, I don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. So yeah. like moving 
from like in your dance story, where are you now? Like in your dance, in your faith, um, you're directing a company. How yeah. has all of this kind of come together today? Oh, um, so one of the things that I have learned a lot through dancing for other people is um, telling other people's stories is really great. And like telling other people's testimonies is really great. Um, and being like, I really learned how to be very outgoing and outspoken with my faith. Um, so I'm much less afraid to approach somebody if the Holy Spirit's like, hey, go talk to that person. Even though I know I don't want to talk to them, mm-hmm. I will talk to them. I have more courage in that, in that arena. Um, but I, I realized at a certain point, it was actually at the very beginning of COVID, when everything shut down, I was ready to not... <laughs> Oh my goodness. The most boring and the most interesting time in the world at the same time. (laughs) Right. I have never been quote unquote, let go from a job before until COVID. (laughs) And I was so sad, but if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Like I really give the glory to God in that because if I wasn't let go from my professional dancing job, then I would not be here. Mm -hmm. Um, so the very beginning of COVID, I, I really realized I, and I don't, hopefully this doesn't sound bad, but I'm really done telling other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I was really ready to start telling my own stories and really ready to connect with the Lord on how to tell my stories and portray my stories. But I also have found that God uses me as a quote unquote undercover ministry person. <laughs> Uh, because I don't exactly secret agent. I need like a suit and tie for that (laughs) little little hat. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So it was the big, big question kind of leading into Perfectus's first season was speak or hold my tongue. That doesn't mean don't dance. That doesn't mean don't act. That doesn't mean behave a certain way. That just means where, what, what lock is on my tongue and how is that lock affecting my future? And God was just very clear. It's like, you are not to put a Christian label on perfectus. However, my leadership, myself, Melinda and Lee are all active in our walks, active in our faith. And all sit in the same kind of bubble of, okay, we see a lot of work being done by movement, not by words. So let's just do that. Like, let's just do that. We don't have to say we're a Christian company. We don't have to do like worship music, but everything in some way, shape or form, whether obvious or not points to him, capital H I M. So it's been really cool to like see how God is doing that when at first I was like, okay, but (laughs) I currently work for a Christian studio and that's where we're going to be rehearsing. (laughs) How does that work? Um, Okay. But I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, well, she's not really a Christian because she doesn't have a Bible verse on her program. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like I didn't, I didn't want that backlash. Right. I was really scared of that backlash. It was like, okay, well, I'm doing pieces of music that have lyrics to them, like What the World Needs Now and At Last by Etta James. I'm doing these pieces that talk about love, but how do I point that to Jesus? And it was so cool to see God literally say, calm down <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit busts through. Nice. And do his do his job. Like, <laughs> I don't have to, that's not my job. So it's it's been insane. Um I hope that answers your question. But like, yeah. Yeah. It's I think it's beautiful just the way that we like want to hold on to things. And then when we just open those God's like prying our fingers off <laughs> our hands and we're like oh whoa I didn't know like that was possible (laughs) yes because like I look back at our first show um the seeds we plant which is perfectus the word perfectus means to grow Mm -hmm. like God asks us to plant seeds and then they grow like and there's a bible verse and of course I'm not remember where it was um where it says you don't have, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you don't have to see the plants grow or the seeds grow that you plant. Mm-hmm. That's up to God. God takes care of the growing. We may never see it, but it will grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just so reassuring. But when we were doing, when we were doing our first full show, we had another company come in and perform with us. And they were, they're not a Christian company. I actually think you performed with them before um probably I feel like I've performed with almost everyone I know <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask you like, I think I saw you on the website <laughs> I think or you've either you've done so I think you've done some <laughs> anyway anyway um but and I, I think some of them are believers I think I you know I didn't ask but they asked me why does the atmosphere of this space feel so different and we were supposed to perform outside in one place and then a tornado went through my town and we couldn't do it there. And then we were supposed to perform at a church and it rained the whole day before. And so it was muddy everywhere. So we went to Compass, my job, and they opened up their space and they're like, why does this space feel so different? Why, why do you guys seem so different? And I'm like, whoa, guys, do it. <laughs> whoa. And we've gotten that from people who've come to our intensives and we've gotten that from people who just come to take open classes. I've, I've been asked like, you guys have something different here. I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part of it. And I'm like, it's the Holy spirit, but I'll tell you, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll wait till God says, say it, but the seeds are planted. And it's, it's really crazy. It like blows my mind. Like, I'm like, why didn't I open these hands sooner? Yeah. Why did people so tight? It was so much easier to open. Mm-hmm. And when, so when like we are confident in who God has called us to be and we're carrying his presence with us and we're also intentional to be praying, you know, over the space that we are performing or that we're even occupying in. I think, yeah, that really can make a difference in the spiritual realm. It really does. And it's, it makes me want to cry sometimes that I get so, it's like so overwhelmingly amazing. Because we think God is asking so much of us sometimes, right? Like, I don't know, when we first started Perfectus, I'm like, this is a lot. This is a big plate to carry. (laughs) 
but then I look back and I see all of the things, how much bigger God is and how much more he's doing when he reveals those tiny little, little things. He's so big. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool. Like he's the ultimate secret agent. Yes. Yes. So switching gears a little bit, what do you wish you had known as a younger dancer um, that you know now oh. that could help? I mean, I, I wish I had known a lot more, but if you could narrow it down to one thing. <laughs> um, if I could look at my younger self right now, I would, and I could give them advice or say something to my younger self. I would say it's possible. You're going to do it. You're going to achieve it. And modern is okay to choose. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's an okay option. It's a great option, actually. That's your body type to go for it. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Yeah, I know those first three are kind of vague, but... It's like, but also like, if somebody just told me you're going to do it, that's fine. Like, that's all I needed. Yeah. No, I feel like we get told like, no, a lot in, in dance too. Like, no, mm-hmm. you're wrong. no, you can't do it. I think like, I know I actually had people specifically say, you can try, but that's probably not going to work out for you. <laughs> Multiple <gasps> people. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's good to feel to like hear that reassurance. Like, even if you're not sure that you know, God may have other plans, but that encouragement to try, like if you want to pursue dancing and if you, you want to, like, you feel like God is calling you, then be confident and go in that direction. Don't listen to the lies that say, oh, you have the wrong body type or you didn't have enough training or you didn't go to enough intensives or, you know, there aren't any jobs out there right now. Like if God wants you to be in those places, then he's going to pave the way for you to be there <laughs> amen <laughs> oh olivia thank you so much for your time do you have any other last thoughts that you would want to tell a jesus following artist oh what it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't matter if you think it's big enough. It, honestly, it doesn't even matter what music. If, you're, if your heart is worshiping while dancing, whether it be to a Bethel song or your favorite artists, like I love indie artists that are just so hipster of me. <laughs> like that are maybe not believers. Like God speaks through all things all things and it can be it can be anything like I find movies that I'm like oh there's the gospel right there (laughs) like oh my goodness may not have thought of it but there it is like here's how I can use it like Star Wars I can preach some Star Wars um so as long as your heart is there and your heart is in it worshiping it's, it's worship. Like, and I had so many people tell me like, oh, you can't use that song because it's not a worship song. Like, but man, I'm worshiping more in this, in, in Aladdin, <laughs> friend like me, than I am in the Bethel song. Like, it's, 
no matter how it is, whether you're talking or not talking, it's Christian music or sometimes non-Christian music, quote unquote, like, yeah. you can find if it's worship, another discussion, sacred and secular, but we won't go there today. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. But, but <laughs> if your heart is truly worshiping, it's it. There's there's it's worship, and yeah. Well, sometimes whether you know it or not, too. Mm-hmm. So it's great, but yeah, I would. That's that's what I would say to young Jesus followers. Who sometimes may be struggling with that because I know I was at first. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> God, God does some really cool things to speak to all people. And sometimes it's those, those things. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Olivia, for just sharing. And I'm sure that um, someone is, multiple people are going to be encouraged by your story. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love talking to you. Yes, I know. She's so much fun, guys. I wish you could like meet us all in real life. Like maybe one day we'll have a conference or something, but. Oh, that would be so much fun. (laughs) Anyway, no promises, guys, no promises, but just maybe if you want to start praying about it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't refuse those prayers. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll just bring back Project (laughs) Antelina. I've been I've been in talk. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you later, Olivia. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. For more information about Bluebird Uncaged, including tickets for upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.